1: Ever. Ever. Oh, wow. I mean,
0: well God, we are Matthew, we're we're ten no, we're eleven years into doing the show and we still haven't given them any.
1: That's true. It's time <sighs> it's time for us to to give it up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So all right, so that's our news of the week, listeners. We're giving it up. So get in line.
0: Today we're talking about Chili. That's right. Chili. We might have done this before, but we don't, we can't find a record of it.
1: Yeah. Like if, if we have like the internet has forgotten about it, but it seems of all the things we've said, like, it seems like we would have done this by now. This one really struck something deep for me.
0: I know it did. I know it did. I'm, I'm eager to, to go deep with you, especially since you're giving it up. That's right. Um, (laughs) Ew.
1: You can you can go deep with us on an emotional level.
0: We always go deep on an emotional level. I mean, I've cried a lot on this show. It's a beautiful, oh, yeah, yeah. beautiful place to give it all up.
1: Oh, and speaking of going deep on an emotional level, Producer Abby is producing a new podcast. She's not leaving us. Don't worry.
0: No, no. Producer Abby has enough Producer Abby to go around. Yes. Um, would
1: you, would you <laughs> say she's giving it up in terms of podcast producing? <laughs>
0: Okay, hold on. Anyway, uh, producer Abby is uh, now the producer also of the podcast We Are Magic, which is hosted by Maggie Batista, somebody I've known uh, from around the food world for a very long time, I think at least a decade. And in her new podcast, she explores a really important intersection. That's the intersection between entrepreneurship and and personal growth, or sort of getting your work aligned with you. So she does this through her own solo episodes, through some reflections on concepts and practices that have helped her grow her own business.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of a podcast about entrepreneurship that isn't hosted by someone who's uh, some jerk. Uh,
0: I love that, too. So check out Maggie Batista. Bartista's new podcast "We Are Magic."
1: Excellent, and we'll link to that in the in the episode description.
0: All right. So anyway, uh, we're talking about chili today, and this episode was suggested by Sarah F from Matthew's other job.
1: Yes, uh, we have a lot of Sarahs at work. Uh, we have no no shortage of Sarahs, but Sarah F. Uh, got in touch to ask whether we had done a chili episode and I was like yeah of course we've done a chili episode and then I couldn't find one and specifically she wanted to know whether white chicken chili and vegetarian chili count as chili and I feel like I, I just want to like say up front sure yes they do
0: yeah let's just get that right out of the way yeah I mean I'm I'm not interested in gatekeeping the word chili you right now
1: so uh that was our chili episode uh I'm Matthew
0: you know, Matthew, it occurs to me since I, I don't think I've spoken with Sarah F at your office. I need to get back into my shtick of contacting support at your work and saying nice things about you. I was thinking nice about this about the about other you.
1: day. How much I've been missing this of having yeah. like some random person at work say, "Your friend Molly showed up in the queue, and she said to say hi."
0: <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. God, I love it so much. It's
1: delightful
0: okay anyway so chili is a huge topic um, and of course the origin of it is contentious people have super strong opinions about how to make it there are tons of recipes varieties I mean white chicken chili vegetarian chili uh, are just a couple of variations and then yep. of course there's canned there's homemade what are we gonna do Matthew
1: so here's here's my proposal first of all like I got my my second shot yesterday and so I'm I'm Ooh. operating on... How many cylinders is like not all the cylinders? So it caught up to you. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: When I spoke to you yesterday, uh, you were in fighting form.
1: Oh, yeah. So that was like uh, that was like two hours afterwards. And then like uh, by by that last night, I was like, but I feel like fine this morning. So like if I'm a V8 engine, I think I'm firing on six and a half cylinders.
0: Oh, my God. That's
1: pretty great. Pretty good, right?
0: Yeah. After I had my second shot. I mean, as I told you, I I was pretty much just like drooling and napping for 24 hours. I'm definitely
1: planning to take a nap this afternoon, but I do that a lot. So uh, my proposal is we make this just it's not we're not trying to be definitive on any aspect of Chile. We're just two friends talking about chili. Oh, God, that is exactly what we are, Matthew. And we could make this a new segment like chili Chat with chili Molly chat. and Matthew.
0: It's like coffee chat, but it's different. Yeah. OK, so we also should say that we're not from Texas.
1: Yeah, although you're like Oklahoma, I've I've heard is, is not very far from it's, Texas.
0: It's Texas adjacent. As they yeah. say these days. Yeah. And even though I'm from Oklahoma, like, I just don't think I'm like a legit person from Oklahoma in that my parents <laughs> in, were... In that
1: you're not a Native American person.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. But even more than that, my parents were from the East Coast and they kind of like... Sure. They didn't really, you know, like they didn't embrace the chilly traditions of our new region, Oklahoma, okay. Texas, et cetera. The way that they could have. Let's,
1: let's yeah. Now, whereas I grew up in a house that was was mostly cowboy hats. There were like eight gallon hats, ah. ten gallon hats. Like at one people- point, someone got a fifty gallon hat, and like one of my one of my younger brothers fell into it, and we had to like call the authorities. Oh. All right. Memory lane. So so back to chili chat. I, this is chili chat. Chili chat is just when two two chili loving friends talk about whatever's on their mind.
0: You're listening to Chili Chat.
1: You're listening to Chili Chat. on by, uh, by
0: spilled milk.
1: So I, I went down for my vaccine appointment in Renton, which is like 10 miles from Seattle, because uh, that's where Kaiser was doing appointments. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been getting like a zip car to go down there. And usually the zip car we, we get has Sirius XM radio which is like satellite radio designed for boring middle-class grown-ups.
0: I was going to say, it's the my least favorite way of listening to music.
1: It's absolutely, like, it's appalling, and yet they have a station called Lithium that plays all of, all of your I alternative rock 90s favorites, and I it's remember. the best.
0: You know, I usually listen to music through Spotify. Oh, yeah, me too. I sometimes listen to, like, oh, God, it's some dumb playlist or radio thing they have called, like... <laughs> Good Times, Great Oldies, or something like that.
1: (laughs) Is that really what it is?
0: Hold on. I'm going to look it up and tell you.
1: Because that that sounds like, like, you know, stuff from the 50s. uh... It does.
0: I mean, I think of oldies as like Elvis and like Motown, Supremes. No, no. Good Times, Great Oldies is what the playlist is called. A classic mix of pop, rock, and folk hits from decades past. And it's got everything from like Fleetwood Mac to, um, you know, Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen, Van Morrison, Joni Mitchell. I always skip over Joni Mitchell. The oh, Rolling wow. Stones. Oh, We're going
1: to get more emails about this than <laughs> anything else you've ever said. This is your... This, this is a, like... Like flames of hell level hot take you just made. Uh,
0: there's also some Catste or Yusuf Cat Stevens, um, and then there's James Taylor. I always skip James Taylor. God, I hate James Taylor. Oh,
1: my mom loved James Taylor when I when I was growing up, and it it didn't take. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Sorry. Anyway, but
0: what I wanted to say is that I was r- through this radio thing on Spotify, which I do love skipping around on. It's also got Johnny Cash, you know, like Folsom Prison sure. Blues, all that stuff. Oh God, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. I mean, anyway, but what I was going to say is on this list is Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel.
1: Oh, the sure. Li-
0: the lyrics of which I've had in my head literally 24 hours a day for like a week. And I don't it, think
1: I know any of the lyrics except for the title refrain.
0: Matthew, I had not paid attention to what the lyrics were until I listened last week. And it's basically Billy Joel shaming a Catholic schoolgirl to give it up for him.
1: That oh, is what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catholic okay, no, girls I have, start I've much come too late. I, Sooner yeah. or later,
0: it comes down to fate. I might as well be the one. Come out, Virginia. Show me a smile. Throw up a signal. I'll... Oh, I don't remember. I got
1: it wrong. This is this kind of brings up an interesting it, point. And, and it like, is
0: so disappointing to me because I find the song so catchy and yet I'm like, I'm basically singing like a deflowering anthem and I hate it.
1: Yeah, like... I I feel like a lot of my favorite songs are like delivered in in the voice of like a character who's not a nice person. But then I have to ask myself like is that is that Billy Joel talking or is it like a Billy Joel character?
0: Okay, okay. Even if it isn't Billy Joel. I don't like. I, I skipped past the song because I don't want to explain to my child what's going on in the song. Oh yeah, that's fair. Like, like I just feel like
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm not to, trying to defend it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't want to hear songs in which dudes are trying to convince girls to fuck them.
1: Yeah, I mean that is like that does to be fair sure, that that does rule out a lot of songs. <laughs>
0: no, no, but like by coercion.
1: Oh in, yeah, no, that's, in, that's in, it's not not fun. Like
0: shaming. Yeah.
1: All right, so this is chili chat.
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's go on. So memory lane, Matthew, take me there. Only the good Uh, good die young.
1: All right, so I uh, did not go to Catholic school, but I did eat chili at school. good segue huh <laughs> nice um so when i was in elementary school wednesday was chili day you would get this lunch order form in the morning that all the kids would write like their lunch order on the same order form everyone who got hot lunch and uh to get chili you would write ch on the on the lunch order sheet and uh wait, then at wait a minute
0: but how how many things were available for lunch like why was there an order form
1: i think there were two soup options and I don't really know what else, because like I, I wouldn't get hot lunch every day. Like mostly chili day, maybe. And so I think I think you could put C H for chili or C K N for chicken noodle.
0: God, do you know what I would do to be presented a lunch order sheet in the morning?
1: I know. Isn't it great?
0: Just write something on it.
1: Yeah, and I, I I remember thinking like you know if like something class wasn't wasn't like treating me right in the morning, I would think okay, well when this is over, it's going to be chili. Oh my god. So I love chili as a kid. And uh, so I, I love the, the styrofoam cup of chili that I get from the school cafeteria so much that I had my mom call and ask them for the recipe. And they said it was stag country chili.
0: Oh, that's delightful, which so, comes in a can, right?
1: Which comes in a can. I'm sure they were buying like the big like number 10 can. This is something that I still buy often, like try and keep around today. And it tastes exactly the same.
0: Oh, that's great. I love that. Um
1: I will I will definitely always put hot sauce in it cuz it has no heat whatsoever. Yeah. But and yeah, you yeah. know put a little little cheddar on top, but other than that it tastes like Wednesdays at Catlin Gable school. <sighs>
0: God, that's great. That is great.
1: So chili was also one of the first things that I learned to cook. My mom is a is a huge chili fan, and uh, I think just kind of like had the idea that like this would be a good a good thing for like a kid who's interested in cooking to learn how to make because it's pretty easy. I mean, you can you can sort of like make chili as easy or complicated as you want, I guess. And so we had this book that I when I when I looked looked up the book. I was surprised to learn that the, this book, uh, Chili Madness by Jane Butel, which m- my mom just kind of found in her in her cookbook collection, sold over a million copies.
0: Oh my God. has like
1: the most 80s cover you can possibly imagine. And it's now like Did it have? Wait,
0: was Jane Fonda on the cover doing like uh, a workout post? Because that's the most 80s cover you're I You're right. It, w-
1: it would not have seemed out of place. Okay. It, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was Jane Fonda. It, it, was, it was packaged with Jane Fonda's chili workout video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Love that.
0: you know i always uh get my protein after a big workout or before a big workout i can't remember when i'm supposed to get my protein but i always I think get it both i always get it through chili Beans
1: well i mean and the, and the, the the revolutionary thing about jane fonda's videos was that she would get her protein during the workout like she would do a couple of stretches and like reach into a bowl of chili and just kind of stuff some in her mouth and continue <laughs> stretching it was incredible It was a tour de force.
0: She was a real groundbreaker.
1: Uh, Her leotard would end up smeared with chili. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I do. So June uh, June has a, a bit of a bad habit of using her clothes as napkins.
1: I also have this habit, yeah. She learned this from Jane Fonda. Yeah, I think so. Okay, go on. And that's I think that's pretty much so. Yes, yeah, so I make there was some chili recipe that I like to make from uh, from Chili Madness. I don't remember which one, but it was tasty. Great. Definitely made with ground beef. Oh God, that's great. Okay, and that's my chili memory lane.
0: Great. So I don't come from a, a long line of chili people. Um, I come from a line of endive men.
1: Yeah, and, sure. Uh,
0: and uh, what? And and Negroni drinkers.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. God. Although I think. I think those can go together. Like Oh my I, god,
0: wait a minute. Yes. I meant to tell you, Matthew. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So we recently like rented an Airbnb with my mom for a weekend. Sure. Um Ash and I did. And I like I don't remember what the context was. I was pouring a glass of wine or no, mom was making me a Negroni.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> she,
0: she brought like the bar ingredients. Oh yeah,
1: that sounds great.
0: Anyway, mom was making a, me a Negroni and as she was stirring it, she goes, "I like it. Crackling cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Oh, God, it was great. Anyway, um, okay.
1: I've definitely worked that phrase into conversation around the house a couple of times. God,
0: I it's love very it. very satisfying. I love it. Okay, so when I was, gosh, when I was in eighth grade, my cousin Sarah was in high school, and she did a junior year abroad in Germany. Sure. She was in northern Germany. I don't even remember what the nearest town was, but she was in like a a small, small to medium-sized town. Definitely
1: like the region best known for chili.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My big Christmas present that year, that eighth grade year, was that my mom presented me and my cousin Katie, who was Sarah's little sister, Mm -hmm. with a trip to Germany for spring break to go see Sarah. I mean epic, epic stuff. This is
1: what the movie National Lampoons European Vacation was. Exactly, based
0: on. exactly. Yes. It was Tony Negroni with two middle schoolers. Yep. Going to go meet a high schooler in like rural Northern Germany.
1: And and did she show you the nightlife?
0: Well, actually we did somehow learn about, um, We my mom took us to Berlin actually. We went and met up with Sarah, Uh-oh. met her host family. We went to a Viking museum um, where we saw actual <laughs> Vikings um, that had been like preserved in a peat bog. Okay. <laughs> and there were diagrams of like how they had done their hair. And oh, so and, and so you've been
1: and you've been doing viking your a viking hairstyle ever since?
0: Well, afterward we went home and you know like got into hysterics trying to do each other's hair that way.
1: Oh, yes, of course. I mean,
0: obviously. I um,
1: love that I asked you, did you experience the nightlife? And you were like, well, I mean, we went to Berlin and we saw preserved Vikings at a Viking music- wait, museum. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. I should add I should add that. that no, 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 no. That... You know
1: how to fucking rage, Molly.
0: <laughs> Hold on. The Viking Museum was not in Berlin. Sorry. I, I, <laughs>
1: I, I... Thank you for clarifying.
0: The Viking Museum was out in whatever town Sarah was in. Okay, and we also went to like a small village called Wolfsee. No, maybe that's not what it was called.
1: Are you thinking of the funk band Wolfpack?
0: No, I'm trying. I'm I'm confusing it with the lake near Berlin where there's where there were like there was a, a bunch of Nazi meetings. Okay. Anyway, whatever we did a whole bunch of really fun stuff.
1: Yeah, it and, sounds like it.
0: But what we did do in Berlin was we had read in the guidebook. We had like a Lonely Planet guidebook or something.
1: Of course, we yeah. had read
0: that there was a condom shop that sold like all condoms. Like, oh yeah, was like their... a
1: condomania type of thing. Exactly,
0: and we went. And this was with my mother, and we got there, like, right before it opened, and there were a couple of, like, German schoolboys outside, like, giggling and looking through the window. It
1: was delightful. That is that is wonderful.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I got a poster that was, um, like drawings of all these different condoms with
1: like... It, one it, with it Viking was, horns.
0: Yeah, like vi- uh, there was a Viking horn one. There was one that like <laughs> I mean, had, gr- okay. had graffiti on it that said like, Kilroy was here sure. or whatever. Anyway... Um, But what I really am trying to say here in Chili Chat is that when we were visiting... (laughs) I completely
1: forgot this was going to somehow involve chili.
0: Right. (laughs) When we were visiting Sarah's host family, Sarah's host mother made us chili using a Maggi seasoning packet... Like you would get an old pass, yeah. like an old El Paso um, taco seasoning packet, but this was by the company Maggi that also makes like Maggi sauce. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing this right?
1: So this is this is a matter of of much debate. It's pronounced differently in different parts of the world.
0: Tell me but, how how di, how wh- where am I pronouncing it from?
1: So so I think I think you've got kind of the the East Asia pronunciation going, which which is how I say it also.
0: Okay. Anyway, it was my first time ever encountering the company Maggi, and and I loved this chili. I mean, it was basically you know kidney beans, beef, and the seasoning packet and onions, yeah. whatever. I loved it. Like I I've never had anything that like made me go chili, and this did <laughs> it for me. And I remember that after that trip, before Sarah came back to the states, she sent us like a whole bunch of the seasoning packets.
1: That's awesome.
0: And I I've never forgotten them. Like I remember sitting at my parents kitchen table in Oklahoma, eating that chili over like um, sort of crushed up boiled potatoes. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. It was so good.
1: I didn't put on the agenda anything about using chili as a topping, but we should talk about this a little bit.
0: We should. We should.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. In addition to my uh, my beloved German memories of chili. <laughs>
1: yeah, um... Of course, we all have them. <laughs>
0: When I was in high school, there was a bookstore in Oklahoma City that had a little cafe next to it. And this was like one of the only places in town where you could get espresso drinks. Oh, yeah. And of course, I was not drinking espresso drinks like, you know, in the form of espresso. But I did love a mocha, an iced mocha. And I remember after school, my favorite thing to do was to go to this cafe at this bookstore in a strip mall because it was Oklahoma City. Yeah. And I would get a cup of white chicken chili. This, like, kind of just plain scone biscuit type thing they had and an iced mocha. and Oh, that I, sounds great. God, it was the best. I also remember around the same time. Sounds, that,
1: sounds like the, the the most, like, bowel-stimulating meal I can imagine, but also sounds great.
0: I know. Isn't it a weird combo? <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: So weird. Oh, I think it, it was actually a poppy seed scone. That's so I, weird. Poppy seed with,
1: it, sounds, it sounds like a good combination somehow.
0: I love your faith in this idea. One thing I want to add before we leave memory lane is that there was a period of time when Wendy's had baked potato bars. Do you yes, remember this?
1: I do. And I remember also having Wendy's chili and that you could order like a bowl and it was like a oval shaped bowl. Yes, like,
0: yes. Yes. And you could, was get good. A, you could get a baked potato with chili on top of it and then put all the toppings from the baked potato bar on there.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: this was a big deal. So there you go. Okay. That's my memory lane.
1: This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott.
0: Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home.
1: Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen uh they've got you can borrow appliances like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling you can borrow it no charge
0: uh-huh so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink
1: you can bring your pet
0: suites by Marriott.
1: Town Place suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay.
0: Find the comforts of home at Town Place suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to
1: treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. What is this stuff anyway, Matthew?
1: Okay, so do we do we want to wade into what is chili? Let's try it. So uh, chili is a stew made with uh, dried chilies usually or fresh chilies sometimes or sometimes both that originated in Northern Mexico and Southern Texas. Back in the 80s and 90s, when I was like learning about food, most of what you would read about chili was, was from written by like gatekeeping white men who were involved in the chili cook-off circuit.
0: That sounds right.
1: In retrospect, was a very narrow and largely inaccurate view of what chili is, because you know, not surprisingly, the actual dish originated among working-class Mexican and Tejana home cooks. And uh, we'll link to a great NPR Kitchen Sisters story about the Chili Queens and their role in the origin, in the origins of chili's popularity, and how like most of what we know about chili today, outside of, of Texas and northern Mexico, comes from San Antonio tourism in like the early twentieth century. Oh, I want to listen to this. Yeah, it's good.
0: Very cool. So we're talking here about like, um, you know, chili that is sort of like a deep brick red in color. We're not talking about white chicken chili or like various variations here. Yeah,
1: although like, like I said, like I have no, certainly have no problem with someone calling white chicken chili chili. And it's very tasty.
0: Mm -hmm. So in general, would you say that that like what defines chili in this case is some sort of protein and a like chili pepper in some some Yeah, form? but
1: like especially for the brick red one, like it's got it's got to be like a, a ground dried chili. So okay. like involving like chili powder or like if you if you want to really go all in, like I sometimes do like toasted and ground dried chilies, like uh, ancho chilies, guajillo chilies, New Mexico chilies.
0: Yes. OK. Or a
1: mixture thereof.
0: OK. So Matthew, how do you make chili today? I mean, you've you mentioned it just a little bit—toasting and grinding your own stuff. Uh, tell me more.
1: There's a lot of toasting and grinding that oh, I do. Oh, there's so
0: much toasting and grinding yes. in your world, and crackling coldness. Yes. Oh
1: yeah, I like it. Toasting, I like it. I like to grinding, grind, grind.
0: Crackling. A...
1: Cold. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone needs a little crackling cold grind in their life. When you say, <laughs> three just just like thirty, thirty-two and below, or I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay right. go on um so i i think the chili that recipe that i made like it was two sources that came together one was a recipe from years ago from cooks illustrated and then one was a recipe that some local chef and i don't remember which one contributed to a chili cook-off that was held at union restaurant many mm. many years ago in seattle mm-hmm. and uh chili is more of like like an idea than a recipe you know obviously there are millions and millions of of chili recipes but like like you said like if there's if it's like a thick stew with lots of dried chili flavor and some kind of protein that's that's what it is and so when i usually when i make chili and actually uh teenager the show december made this kind of chili the other day because uh they've been making dinner on thursdays oh really Uh, yeah when i have my voice lesson it's great
0: that's so great
1: so some uh some cubed beef chuck a lot of onions Garlic, several types of toasted ground chilies. I think actually, I think we just used ancho in New Mexico. A little bit of of fresh green chili and water, and uh, you toss that in the instant pot or the oven uh, or the stovetop, and you cook it till the meat is tender, and you have chili. Awesome. And I like I like mine like really thick and intense, mm-hmm. but like you know if you wanted if you wanted to dilute it from there, uh, what you know that's fine too.
0: What creates the thickness?
1: What creates the thickness? A <laughs> um, couple things. Okay. Uh, the The ground chili, like the chili powder itself, has some thickening ability. There's there's like emulsified fat if you're using meat, mm-hmm. um, and then sometimes a popular thing to do and a very tasty thing to do is to make your chili like not not super reduced, but then uh, make a slurry of masa harina. And stir that in at the end and that'll thicken it up nicely and lend a nice like cornmeal flavor.
0: Oh, OK. I often do that, too. Nice. I think we might actually get to see each other in person one day soon, Matthew, because yeah. now that we're both vaccinated, I'm two plus weeks out. You're yeah. going gonna to be I'm, there soon.
1: Yeah, I'll be there but
0: soon. I would love it if you would maybe make chili for me
1: yeah I would love to
0: i would I really miss your cooking
1: yeah i miss I miss you coming over and eating and saying <laughs> nice things about my cooking okay and sometimes um, you bring some good stuff too
0: sometimes yeah, I can't even remember what i would bring i
1: don't I don't remember either it was a very long time ago,
0: okay, anyway, um, it was back
1: in the days of good times and great oldies,
0: yes. I have never made chili. Actually, wait a minute. I think, actually, I think I have made your chili once because you put it in the packet of recipes you gave me for my 40th birthday. Oh, yeah. And it was really good I think that it's the kind of thing where, so I have this real problem when I cook things that have meat in them or that are like long cooking that I just don't enjoy them as much by the time I'm done with the process of cooking them.
1: Yeah, I I don't suffer from this myself very often, but I I know what you mean. And like, I think it's a common thing that has a lot to do with the sense of smell.
0: I think so too. I think it's like a real sensory saturation thing. Like I can be like, oh, this chili smells incredible. And by the time- and then, but by the time you it. serve
1: it, you feel like, oh, like my brain thinks I kind of already ate it and I'm tired of it. Yes. Right.
0: So I remember really enjoying the chili, but not to the degree that I would have if you'd oh. served it to me.
1: Yeah, and I think partly for that reason, like when people say like, you know, you should make your stew a day ahead so that the flavors meld. Yes. I think think really what they're talking about less than something actually that actually happens in the stew itself is just like you get to reset your like olfactory system and like enjoy this without having been smelling it for hours beforehand. I
0: think think there's something to it. I mean, I think it's both. And I think there's something to that.
1: Wow. Chili chat just like generated a a testable hypothesis.
0: Wow. Ash really loves chili. Like I never tend to, think of chili. Ash thinks of chili. And Mm -hmm. Ash has made it a couple times um, using recipes that they have found and chosen online. One of them was like a very simple, um, you know, basically like ground beef, onion, canned bean situation in the Instant Pot. And it used the liquid from the beans, which I know is always a really, um, some people are super skeeved out by bean juice.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, I put it in cowboy beans.
0: This chili was fascinating in that it it was like (laughs) That's how you want
1: a dish to be described. (laughs) It was fascinating.
0: It had not only the bean liquid, but also like additional water or broth. And it was so liquidy. We were like, Mm -hmm. there is something wrong here. So we cooked it down a little bit more, and then also after it had set like overnight, it was it was thickened a bit. Sure. I don't even know where they found the recipe, but I have to say that I'm going to go out on a limb and say that even like so-so chili is pretty darn good chili. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like I said, I still, you know, heat up a can of chili for lunch like once a week or so. And like, is it great chili? No, but is it perfectly satisfying every time? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we don't tend to make chili a lot when we do. Ash usually does it. And what I do love about this recipe that they have found is that it makes a shit ton and it is a real thrill to be able to like toss some chili into the freezer
1: yes oh absolutely i know what you mean
0: so what do you what do you top your chili with
1: oh i was gonna say also i do make that style of chili also with like ground beef canned beans i don't usually use the bean liquid but uh yeah, and and commercial chili powder. I think Penzi's yep. chili powder yep. is really good and mm-hmm. worth ordering. And like Penzey's, like seems seems to be a good company. Uh, like I don't I don't ever want to like get too on board with a particular company because you never know what's going to come out tomorrow. But mm-hmm. uh, like right wingers are, are always uh, posting mean things about the guy from Penzey's because he's uh, outspokenly liberal.
0: <sighs> I love people who just like say good things.
1: <laughs> I know, me too. It's so rare. Um, Oh, toppings. Let's let's top off this chili chat with some topping talk. Oh my god. Go on. Um <laughs> uh, Frida's. So maybe as a topping or like uh what's what's uh what's the opposite of a topping?
0: A bottoming. <laughs> that,
1: I I knew you were going to say that. Yep. So uh like I will I will like Pour chili on top of Fritos any time, and uh, tortilla chips also very good. Uh, either crumbled on top or served on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheddar or Jack cheese, squeeze of lime. Uh, I will always put on hot sauce if the chili is not already fairly spicy. Cilantro, and I will off. Uh, I love having like a corn muffin or corn biscuit on the side.
0: Mm, yes, or cornbread.
1: Or cornbread. <sighs>
0: yeah. Uh, Matthew, I noticed you didn't mention sour cream and in my I am household, not
1: a sour cream fan.
0: Well, I hate sour cream. Oh, I mean, I really, really dislike sour cream. And I think that I learned exactly how much I dislike sour cream on our sour cream episode when we actually had to like taste it.
1: It's. I mean, you're not. I was gonna say you're not supposed to eat it directly from the carton. Like oh, if, if you, if you, if
0: you like sour cream, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want it. I don't need to, don't mean to
1: yuck someone's yum.
0: Okay, I'm married to someone who loves sour cream. Crazy for oh, sour uh, cream.
1: Who is? Who is that?
0: Uh, I forgot their name. <laughs> uh, anyway, I also uh, strangely gave birth to someone who really likes sour cream.
1: Again, okay, still still trying to figure out who that is.
0: Yeah, and it's a different person from my spouse. Okay,
1: okay, That's yeah. good. You know. If you think about it, like we all give birth to ourselves in a way.
0: That's true, and and in relationship we give birth to, to new selves. Yeah, with
1: like a new, our a partners. new, like a fusing of selves.
0: Yes, that is what marriage I, I is. I wish a the fusing. listeners could see this
1: hand gesture <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing.
0: It looks like you're about to do. Here's the church, and here's the steeple. <laughs> yeah, Open yeah, the doors yeah. and see all the people. Yeah, there you go. That's the fusing of selves. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, I do like a little dollop of sour cream in my chili, but I have to like either only take the tiniest little bit on the spoon so that I'm like not super aware of the sour creamy flavor of the sour cream or I stir it in. I uh, So I do like sour cream on chili, but I don't like sour cream.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: My child puts so much sour cream in her chili, it, like, turns it tan. Like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, My spouse really likes sour cream and cheddar, which I I agree with. I can get down on
1: that. It's my favorite flavor of Ruffles.
0: Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) That took me a minute. (laughs) anyway, you know, I think it's never a bad idea to have a little pile of shredded iceberg just to kind of put on top.
1: Oh, that, like, that sounds really good. I love that with enchiladas. I have never thought of doing it with chili, but it sounds great.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think there's no reason not to like, you know, it you get that little flavor and crunch and oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, it sounds good.
0: Uh, that's all I've got for chili chat.
1: What about things that you put chili on? Like, do you do you like like a a baked potato with chili, or a chili dog, or a chili burger, or uh, Cincinnati mm. chili? Should we talk about that? Oh I've my never God. had it.
0: I haven't either, but I I have been to Cincinnati, driven past various Skyline diners. There are multiple, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen cans of Skyline Diner chili. There's Mike's chili here in not too far from my neighborhood in Seattle. Mike's chili parlor. People love to talk about that. Have you ever been there?
1: I have been there. Yes. Just once, I think. It was pretty good.
0: Okay. Uh, Maybe we should meet up for some outdoor chili, Matthew.
1: Absolutely. In Cincinnati?
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati.
1: <laughs> that would be a good place for a for a spilled milk retreat God, someday, I think. that would be a
0: great place because there's chili, there's Grater's ice cream. Oh, yes. There's also Jenny's ice cream, which I think originated in Columbus, maybe, but it's all yeah. over Ohio. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Cincinnati.
1: Okay, well, I think we have a couple things, a couple places on the list that that we need to do first. Okay, but I mean, we can we can discuss this with producer Abby. Okay, maybe the Cincinnati Chamber of Commerce will get in touch. Yeah, we're not. This is not something we're doing soon.
0: Correct, but you know, someday I yeah. aspire to go to Cincinnati, to Cincinnati with Cincinnati. you and Abby.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but yeah, that sounded
1: like you're you're rapping there for a second.
0: I don't tend to think about putting chili on things. I mean, I know I did that with the Magi like seasoning packet chili as a Mm -hmm. teenager but i haven't been thinking about that when i've had chili recently for
1: me like i like the idea of a chili dog but it's just like too much for me like where for where i am in life right now
0: i don't think that i don't think i even like the idea of it very much i don't think i i i just don't think it appeals to me um yeah i think i'd rather have god i do love i love a hot dog with sauerkraut.
1: Yeah. Have you had the uh, the Trader Joe's sauerkraut with the little pickle slices, cucumber pickle slices in it?
0: No. It's
1: so good. Really? Yeah.
0: I just went to Trader Joe's the other day for the first time since the pandemic started. Oh, wow. And I, like, luxuriated. I took mm-hmm. my time. I went down every aisle, sometimes twice. It was decadent.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, next time, like, gild the lily with some sauerkraut in a jar.
0: Okay. Do they keep it in the refrigerated section? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, Matthew, anything... Oh, well, what about... Do people ever put sauerkraut on chili?
1: I don't know. I've never heard of that. Like, do you think it would be good? I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. Why not?
1: The only thing right? I'm, not, I'm not sure about is, like, the texture. The textural contrast.
0: Maybe. Maybe the sauerkraut's a little stringy, which is kind of yeah, weird. That's
1: a, yeah, but... I mean, probably we should try it. Like should it's, try it's good to have something like tart and pickly with your chili, I think. Oh,
0: my God. I thought you said tart as in like tarred, T-A-R-R-E-D.
1: <laughs> it's, it's good to have something tart and feathered with your chili. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Matthew. Um, so let's, let's wrap up this chili chat and, uh, and hop on some segments.
1: Let's do it. Let's hop on the segment train. Let's begin with spilled mail. First off, we, we had three listeners from Albany and, and <laughs> Albany's... I, I wrote this word, and I don't know how to, how to pronounce en- it. Environs. Environs okay. To let us know that, yes, mozzarella sticks with raspberry sauce, a.k.a. Melba sauce, is absolutely real.
0: God, thank you, listeners from Albany. I want to try it. Albany? Albany. Albany.
1: Albany. Albany, I think. <laughs> Albany. Environs. Elvira, <laughs> mistress of the dark.
0: Okay. Thank you, Albany listeners. Thank you, Albany.
1: And then we got a very important question from listener Yuna, who asks, I've been watching a lot of Marvel movies to procrastinate writing my dissertation and was wondering, which condiment do you think would be the most terrifying if it came alive? And what would its villainous name be?
0: Matthew, it seems to me that all condiments are already villainous in your world.
1: Not all. Just just many of the most popular ones.
0: So would mayonnaise be the like the biggest villain for you?
1: <sighs> I think so. So I, I think like the idea of like like Mayo like coming alive and like kind of enveloping me. Uh <laughs> Like is is kind of the worst thing I can think of and it would be called something like The White Wave or or I also I also thought of The White Peril which uh, which gives like a real like racial element to it that uh, I don't know how I feel about it but like seems seems like legit, mm-hmm. but not not to associate it with mayo. That that's the part that I'm uncomfortable with.
0: Oh, so you don't want to malign mayonnaise? I mean, at, at the end of all of this,
1: at the end of all of this, where I said that mayonnaise is is like the world's most fearsome villain, and I and I have nightmares about about having to go one on one against uh, sentient mayo. I don't want to malign it. We're all okay. just trying to get by.
0: Oh, good. I'm so glad that we clarified how you feel about mayo. I, I crystal clear now. How about you? You know. What are some other condiments? Uh ketchup well, uh, mustard.
1: Yeah. The another one I was thinking about was relish because the idea of like a relish monster with like little perfectly cubic chunks of pickle relish like falling off it like a swamp thing. God sounds that pretty is scary.
0: good. And yeah. I think it would need to be like sweet
1: relish. Oh yes, absolutely. How about
0: sweet relish? I is think, that your pick? I think sweet relish would be my pick because there's also something that's like really kind of two faced about it, you know? Like
1: like it's yes.
0: Like you think it's going to be like tart and sour, and then it's like really
1: sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. Just like a villain.
0: Just like a villain. Well, wasn't there a villain called Two Face in one of the Batman movies or something?
1: Yeah, you're right. So yeah, we should specify. Like, how many Marvel movies have you seen that you're basing this this villainy on? Zero. Okay, I've seen one and a half.
0: Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to go with sweet Re- sweet relish. Thanks, Matthew. Is that um, also the name
1: of your villain, or would it have a different name?
0: I think the name would be because
1: um, there's a lot. There's a lot of green villains, like the Green Goblin, and I think there's another one. That's the only one I can think of. The Green, some other Green villain. I I'm sure of it. All all, all of our listeners are screaming it right now.
0: Okay, well this is. And also, um, I think
1: the Green Goblin is a Spider-Man villain, not a Marvel.
0: I think that this wraps up our our spilled mail segment.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Okay. <laughs> this, um, the, this is a good thing. Like the things I just said pretty much erased the thing you said earlier about Joni Mitchell, and now people are just going to write in with Marvel stuff. Perfect. So if you want to get in touch, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com.
0: Matthew, are there any cute animals I should know about?
1: The cute animal this week is cats. Uh, Oh, this is
0: surprising.
1: This is a video. This is a a YouTube channel that I subscribe to called uh, Impressed Cat Video. And it's a guy who lives in, uh, I think, in the Fukuoka, Japan area and just kind of walks around with his GoPro and pets stray cats.
0: Is this the guy who also saw the cat in the restaurant?
1: No, that was in Thailand. But I was thinking about that also.
0: Okay, wait, um, hold on. Oh my God, hold on. YouTube yeah. is, is making so much noise. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to turn off the sound <laughs> on my computer. Okay, all right, I'm looking at this. Okay, this video, Matthew, is called If You Sit on the Cat Island, You Will Be Surrounded by Cats in No Time.
1: Yeah, and that's true. Is this so, like, is,
0: is this where you want to go Like when you die? Do you want to go to the Cat Island?
1: Yes, I do. I want to cross the Rainbow Bridge and you know spend eternity on the Cat Island. Oh, where it's just like cats come in and purr sit on your lap and purr aggressively.
0: You know, this is like the um the And also
1: there's Japanese food.
0: This is like a, a kind of like cleaner, nicer version of the the dumpster where <laughs> Ash and I would hang out with cats oh, while yeah, we were yeah. in Greece. Yeah, between our hotel and this place where we would walk to have dinner most nights, there were a few dumpsters. And there were always a lot of cats around the dumpsters. And the cats, if you stopped and started, you know, appealing to them, they would come over to you like this. But they were all trash cats. So they were pretty rough. Whereas these cats look look pretty...
1: Japan has a real stray cat problem. And so I don't want to, like... Like glorify stray cats. Is that the phrase I want to use? Well, Greece
0: Greece also has a real stray cat problem.
1: But but like the the cats that that this person meets seem, they look pretty healthy on average.
0: They look very healthy compared to the, the trash cats I saw in Greece.
1: This guy um, has a and,
0: really, like, non-soothing way of petting cats, though. Oh, I'm
1: so glad you mentioned that, because I'm I like, I Dude. feel like ever since I started watching these videos, like, it has, it has changed my approach to petting cats that I meet on the street, because I feel like he really gets what cats like. Even Ew, though it, really? It looks, I, I oh, yeah. I feel like
0: he, like, moves their bodies too much when he pets them.
1: I like, think they this like it. this just seems
0: very non-soothing, like... Like he pets them enough that they kind of like wobble under his hand,
1: and I like having a cat who like doesn't really like to be like stroked and will and will really like make her opinion known. I, I feel like this this type of like, you know, like i'm I'm petting you, but like, I'm prepared to stop as soon as you tell me to stop, type of like boom, 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 appeals to me. Like that's how I want to be petted. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Like on my on my lower back, just like like kind of like smack us smack us smack us smack us.
0: Have you shown the video to Lori? As like a guide?
1: I, I should I should I should add some title cards to it. Like you know, <laughs> like here.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week it's my turn to do now. But wow. We've switched from both doing it every week to taking turns. yeah and that was that week, was
1: more than we could keep up with
0: yeah it was it was a lot of now but wowing and to 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 be fair, like i I just don't always have that much new stuff I'm into.
1: Yeah. And it was it was tough on the listeners who who are required by law to to fully consume anything that we recommend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's My Now But Wow. And Matthew, My Now But Wow is is, is a person, I think. And I'm going to recommend various aspects of their work. So I'm talking here about Hanif Abdurraqib, is Mm -hmm. a poet, essayist, I think maybe known to a lot of people like for his writing about music. I think he had a column for MTV for a long time. Right. Anyway, he's also a cultural critic. He's written a lot for the Paris Review. I mean, he's done, like, all kinds of stuff. And recently has been quite prolific in terms of putting out books, too, poems and essay collections. Anyway, right. Hanif Abdurraqib. what made me go, okay, I'm finally going to like really spend some time doing a deep dive into this guy's work, All was right. a recent interview that he did on the podcast On Being. For me, sort of the, the gateway here was that On Being episode where it was just the places that he went in his mind were so interesting. So anyway... I'm doing my Hanif Abdurraqib deep dive, and um, I'm really excited to check out his podcast, which is called Objective Sound too. Okay, he talks about music. So, um, and I've got three of his books on request from the
1: library. I believe I read They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us, which was great and has like one of the most memorable book covers totally
0: (laughs) it's like the wolf in like um like a like a like a red jacket yeah Yeah, tracksuit jacket and like chain necklace yeah anyway so yeah I I wish it hadn't taken me this long to get into his stuff but I'm I'm really enjoying everything I'm reading and hearing
1: from him so excellent okay so let me let me know like what what you read or let me know like uh, which podcast episode I should listen to okay cool that was chili chat uh, tune in next week for more chili chat. It's just a show where two friends chat about chili. <laughs> this we we just this is this is our new show.
0: Oh, okay, all right. I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: Oh, wait, no, we have other things to tell people, though. Oh, uh, I know I know. it <laughs> sounded It sounded exactly like I was wrapping things up and that was the closing joke. Uh, okay. And then I realized, wait right. a minute. Okay. Uh, our producer is Abby Circatella. You can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com and on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Milk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's everything.
0: Okay, good. Okay, so uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show where we chat about chili.
1: I'm Matthew Amsterburton.
0: I'm Molly Weisenberg. Is that a rapper?
1: <laughs> I think you're thinking of Duh Baby. There are um, so
0: many babies and bunnies there in are rap a lo- now.
1: Oh yeah, there's yeah, oh the bad bunny, god. there's bad baby, there's um, we Sn- there's the, the snuggle bunny.
0: We watched the Grammys and I was like, I felt the <laughs> oldest I've ever felt because I, all I could think was like, oh my god, there's so many babies and bunnies. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. It was, it was adorable, right? It
0: was so cute. I, it was like a petting zoo.
1: No, like we're now way past the point where where like, we can have any opinion about or familiarity with today's music. Um, I so, never thought this would happen to me, quite honestly.
0: So, hey, I just heard, um, God, this is, this is really embarrassing because I know that you told me about Lil Nas X with the, the the song the big song from last year
1: yep the big song from last year was
0: it called old town road
1: (laughs) old town road yeah yeah
0: okay but i really did not understand that this was the same person who did like montero yes and who like the whole world was lighting themselves on fire about
1: lately yeah, because like, Satan gave it up to Lil Nas X. Because
0: Satan gave it up to Lil Nas X, and then Lil Nas X kind of became Satan. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's it's a It's sneaker... kind of
1: a Santa Claus situation. And there was like, a sneaker tie
0: Nobody's yeah. ever heard about this. I'm the first person to talk <laughs> yes. about this. No,
1: bring us up to date on, <clears> on this uh, this video that everyone's talking about this week.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Um. but yeah. Um, yeah, have you heard of Lil Nas X?
1: Um, well, he's neither a baby nor a bunny, so no. Okay, all that's right. his new anyway. album. Neither, neither baby nor bunny. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
0: anyway, I I, I do want to say, in all seriousness, though, I think he's amazing, and I know I'm. Oh, super, yeah. I'm so late to the show here. <laughs> oh my god! But um, wow, Montero is incredible.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's really good.
0: It's wow. Okay, um, I, I should. I should, like, pay attention to stuff more.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.